This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So lifting the next generation of women. No, this is not a podcast on millennials. This is not a podcast on the 20-somethings. For me, I'm 56 years of age. I'm a young 56, but I am 56. And all of a sudden, you know, the word legacy starts being said out loud because it's kind of in your thoughts, you know, it's, it's on your mind a little bit more. I think that 65 is a long way off. However, it'll be here before I probably want it. And then what? And I will tell you, <laughs> without reservation, my CPA life will be completed. There is no question. But the empowerment and the advancement of women is something I'm passionate about for, for many reasons. And it's not just about success or the rights. Uh, it's just about a life well lived on their terms. And that can look different for, for everybody. So lifting up the next generation of women is, is what I want uh, for me to, to give and, and to be part of. It's, it's just part of my DNA. And it certainly is something I want as part of my legacy, both in business and personal. There's nothing like the energy of youth. I know in my Columbus office in Brady, where we have a lot of younger people, and we all love that. Watching from a distance just the success of those 20, 30, and 40-somethings, it, it, just like the energy and just watching from a distance, that's really not enough. Lifting them up, and more, I'm going to talk more about the women part of it, is, a, is really a movement that I want to be a part of, and there's no retirement to that. So how do you just feed off that energy maybe and how do you uh, maybe direct it, help them direct that energy? And, and then how do you really, you know, get involved by not just being on the outskirts? So again, this is not a, a podcast on millennials, although they are part of the next generation, right? This is not a, even a podcast on my life. And now that's coming to a close and it's all ending in my CPA career, I will never have to do accounting again. It's not that. It's just a podcast about having a discussion on how to lift up that next generation of women. And really, it goes beyond more than just sharing, you know, your experiences because you've learned along the way or mentoring and all that is important. It, It goes beyond even making sure that they don't make your same mistakes, right? Because they probably are going to make a lot of them. And it's important, obviously, to teach that. But and it goes really beyond sure that you're not in this to change them. So they, they, that they do it your way. Although you might know the way, right? If you really want to uplift that next generation, you must determine what is the uplift. What is it that you want to uplift? Uplifting women in leadership, is it about their careers? You know, is it about the potential? Maybe it's about big choices in life, you know, the significant other who you marry parenting, maybe you're really good at that, faith or core values, whatever those things are, you kind of got to go, this is what I really want to help that next generation be successful in. So when you do that, you can start focusing in on that. And some of it is maybe it really help with what you are great at, or maybe what you're not so great at, because that's the one that you learn probably the most lesson from. But you use those those to uplift and 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 get that next generation excited. You know, look around your life. 
what women uplifted you in the past or doing it right now. And by the way, who are you uplifting? You need to think on that. If you got nothing, start making it part of your life ASAP. And by the way, you don't have to be 56 to be an uplifter of the next generation. I think we think it's for gray hairs, right? I read a really great article on what 30-somethings want 20-somethings to know. And chances are a 30-something will resonate more with that 20-something than I would. So here's some examples. Be picky who you spend your time with. You know, high school, it's kind of a, a popular contest, maybe even college, and then you start, you know, but you probably have some time where you need to whittle, whittle down some friendships. There's only so much time in the day. And that's a 30 somethings telling that to 20s. The 30 something is telling the 20 something to take more risk. I find that kind of comical, but that's what they see. Here's a good one. They say, save more money. Your 401k is important. If I say at 56, my 401k is important, like to my children, their response usually is, well, you have money to do that. <laughs> or you don't have, you know, what I, you don't have the bills I have. And on, where a 30 and 20 something, if a 30 something is starting to have success in that, the 20 something's going to relate more. Don't dismiss your wild dreams. Slow down and be positive. Get rid of skinny jeans. I found that one to be funny. You know, because I, I will tell you, when I see 56-year-old women looking like trying to be 30, it really drives me crazy. So I found that one very interesting. And they, they even said this in their article, don't judge older women for spending money on eye cream, you know. But they also agreed that Sheryl Sandberg was right. You got to have a lot of support. And she was where she was because um, she, she acknowledged she had a great partner in life. So I thought it was very interesting that I found more articles on 30-something wanting to give advice to 20-something. I didn't find a lot about 50s, what you what 50-year-olds want 40s to know, or even what 40-year-olds want 30s to know. I found that interesting. But be aware, they may not want you lifting them up. <laughs> Chances are they're not going to seek you out, but step up, but be respectful. What inspires you may not inspire them. So when I started a women's initiative in Bradyware, I thought, oh, Bradyware is so generous, they're going to let me buy books for all the women to read a book a month or a book a quarter. They didn't want to read books. That was not them. I like a hard book with a highlighter, and you know, I always read about half of it. So that didn't interest them. It didn't inspire them to help them. You really have to figure out, and two, what motivates them. My children are not motivated at the same at the things I was motivated. They don't care if they ever buy a really buy a house. They're more into condo living in a downtown. When I was their age, that was the thing. You got to get that 20% saved so you could buy a house. You got to get the house, you know. So what motivated maybe you or me back in the time that they were their age is not probably the same. So these are things you have to be aware of. You know, you got to to uplift too. You mean, you've got to be uplifting. <laughs> you can't be Debbie Downer and go, I'm going to inspire you. I remember um, one of my friends, her mom was really not doing very well. She was getting ready to pass away and um, she was in, she had cancer and they were in the hospital and they were going around and they were sitting in a lobby just to get out of the room. And so her mom was just a negative, negative person. She was not fun to be around at all. 
And so she saw somebody in the um, waiting room and she leaned over to my friend, her daughter, and said, I'm going to go help them. You know, they shouldn't be smoking because this is what the result is. Well, she said, Mom, you're not going to go do that because she knew that her mom was going to go over and just really was not going to be a good conversation. So to be uplifting, man, you've got to be uplifting. And, and it's not about making you feel better. It's about them. And I'll use this illustration. This may not make sense to you, but there are, there are, there are preachers who are very preachy and, you know, fire and brimstone and teach you and tell you and go on. Then there's somebody who's got a pastor's heart, right? They're that, they're that caregiver. They have compassion. Those are two different things. So you got to know the difference. So, so yeah, you can, you can figure out what you want to uplift because you've been good at it or you've been bad at, but you got to be aware of those things. And then you got to be generous. Your mistakes, your barriers, your regrets, figure out a way to teach your life lessons to the next generation and learn from them. I know with my kids, I was very determined that they were not going to work as much as I worked. They were not going to have to take care of things financially like I had to do. So that was my own little, I'm going to teach them that, man, life is good and and life, you know, these are the things you can really aspire for, but I'm going to pay for all that and do that. And, you know, they really kind of missed out on figuring out finances in life like they should have. It took them a little time to do that because I didn't let them experience that. Instead, I was trying to take my mistakes and my barriers that I thought I had and just kind of remove them from their life. Not a good thing. And then patience is required. You ever had that person in your life you got to be really patient with? And then one day they turn the corner, right? Being a mentor... And sponsoring someone, you know, all those are important. But the informer sometimes, just that informal day-to-day, shoot from the hip, figure out, you know, the what motivate them, figure out what they need, figure out how to communicate to them. You might be surprised. But I will tell you, I wish I would have known these things over the last 30 years. I wish I would have had some people in my life that said, you know, this next generation, man, Betty Collins probably could use this. But these are things I really wish I would have known more on. Cultivate the right attitude no matter what you're seeking. Sometimes it was just, I have to do this because I have to do this. Really? (laughs) Or I want to do this because I want to do this. So having that right attitude, that's just one example of attitude that I always did the right thing. I, I just always did what I was supposed to instead of maybe this is what I really would like to do. When all else fails, a plan is a good thing, but it may not always be reality. I was a big five-year planner in some of my years that I could have been a little more freer. And plans are good, and they probably are needed more in today. I seek today's you know generation behind me, and they really just kind of go from thing to thing. But so plans are good. I did not learn this till long later in life and no one ever talked to me about it or inspired me, but passion and the why are first and then your how and your what. You know, it's been a big topic. Simon Simic is big on it, but I wish I would have known more about why I do things or someone would have asked me those questions a little bit more, but they didn't. Mistakes are fruitful. If, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not doing anything. Okay, this is not my quote, it's President Theodore Roosevelt, but it really is true. And sometimes we're buried in mistakes and just think, oh my goodness, how, how can I go on? And I was that way, and I didn't want to go further, and I would kind of hibernate a little bit more instead of moving on. 
or learning from it. I wish over the last 30 years someone said, if you want something, sometimes you got to ask. You're not asking, so why should you, you know, other people around you are asking, so guess what they're getting, whatever that is. Um, I just didn't do it. And, and then I always thought if you, ex, you know, kind of accept everything, accept your stuff around you, accept the position, accept the money, accept the, the status quo, then it's a much more peaceful, good road. It's not always the case. Questions are good. You know why? Because there's going to be answers probably behind them. So I wish I would have known that over the last 30 years. Safety and security is awesome. It's comfortable. It's the safety net. I never have to worry. I, there's nothing to me like a full refrigerator, okay? But, you know, reckless and that thing I call unruly in my last, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes hot dogs on a fire at the last minute are just awesome. So I've kind of learned to shake it up a little bit more with various things in my life. When I was 40 and kind of went through things that changed a lot in my life, I ended up doing a tremendous amount of traveling from the age 40 to 50. Man, I'm glad I did that. I'm so glad I said, we're going to do this regardless. We didn't put as much money in a 401k. We didn't do as much debt reduction on a house. But I probably can't do a lot of the things I did physically for sure on those trips and keep up. I'm just glad I you know, was was part of someone in my life, my husband, who said, no, let's, let's go on an adventure. Let's do something. We work hard all year. Let's play hard. Grateful for that. But, you know, most of my life, I didn't ever hear those things. And then I really, uh, I've been married and have been divorced. And um, I wish someone really would have emphasized the importance of that significant other, that spouse in your life. Those are things that over my last 30 years when I was trying to figure out what would, how would I help the next generation. These were things that matter to me now. These are things I would have never seen along the way. You, hindsight's really easy. But I got to know that maybe someone doesn't want to be married, so finding your support to, to be your biggest fan isn't you know, going to help them. That's why I go back to being aware and, and, and the different things I've talked about. So these are some things to think about uh, when you're wanting to uplift other women, remember surely there are seasons are all different. Your 20s are not your 30s, which are and those are very different from your 40s. Not to mention your 50s. Not sure what 60 holds because I'm not 60. I've not been there, but I'm sure it's different. And the other thing about those different seasons are you may need to to shift who you are being uplifted by or getting help from because they are different. And the 20-somethings can help the 55-year-old. It doesn't always need to be, well, we've already been through this generation. We are helping here. A lot of times we can learn tremendously from them. It's not a one-way thing. Be aware of of the women in your life that are around you. Start at home in your extended family. Kind of just sit and go, you know, who who is not making it? Who is not maybe living out their potential? Who who could really use a friend which can lead to help? You know, you can't just go in with help not knowing somebody. You kind of have to have a relationship there. But be more intentional of it. And then keep it simple. You know, my previous podcast on building up women around you, I talked about that. Simple gestures, how you conduct yourself. Those familiar little simple random acts of kindness. Now they have a hundred books on that. We live in a tough world with constant challenge, a lot of negativity, a lot of how are we ever going to do this. 
So you got to seize the opportunity now to uplift others. Um, so they incite, you know, they really are intentional. They're insightful about pleasure is a daily thing because you don't always have tomorrow. It's not just for special occasions, fun and pleasure and contentment. It's not just for holidays and weekends. There's only two weeks out of the year is your vacation. You got 50 other to do. So uplifting in a tough world right now is something that is so needed in guiding that next generation, getting them where they, they need to be, even if they don't know that they, <laughs> even if they don't know that they need you. I'm going to close this with some great sayings because when I was out there on uplifting, a lot of times when I do podcasts, I Google certain words just to get ideas. But here's some things that you, you know, I'm going to up, try to uplift you at the end here. Do not dim your light for anybody. Darkness is no place to live. I just like the way that quote sounded. Leverage, this is a Betty Collins quote, by the way. Leverage your uniqueness in life. But remember, if you want to be funny and no one is laughing, you probably need to change what you're leveraging. <laughs> okay, be, be aware. Today, you could be drinking the wine. Tomorrow, you could be picking the grapes. You probably need to expect that to happen. So be ready and learn and try to enjoy both seasons. There is power in purpose. Stuff is just stuff for the sake of stuff. We need to accept that we won't always make right decisions, that we will screw up royally sometimes, understanding that failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of it. So today, I hope you sit back and think, who can I help in that next generation? Who can I uplift, especially women? I'm passionate about it, but anyone... And really sit and go, how can I help and be effective and have that impact? I'm Betty Collins, and I hope you enjoyed today. Thank you. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life. Everything about the Inspiring Woman's podcast this episode and Brady Wear and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.